Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did get 30, 30, get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, bet get 20, 20, bet get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the On The Box podcast, the television podcast on the Anfield Index podcast channel. I'm your host, as usual, Mr. Gags Tandon. Today, we're going to be talking about one of my favourite recently released shows uh, this year, maybe end of last year, I think it was this year, uh, Sneaky Pete. And to talk to me about this show, I uh, basically ended up now podding with him twice in the space of a week. It's mental. Don't pod with him for ages. And then twice in a week, Mr. Jim Fishlock, half of that... Motley crew on uh, Two Guys on the Live of Bird podcast. Thanks, mate. Oh, quite, quite the introduction. Yeah. yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, yeah, very good. Very it's good. Not, really enjoyed this show. So, um, not as good as the to... intro I did with Kara, obviously, but uh, well, yeah. Oh, no, no. Well, that was, that was a long one, that was. That's, that's probably longer than this podcast. Be, so. <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk Sneaky Pete, um, a Brian Cranston show. Um, you know, well, he's got his name all over this one. Um, executive producers, obviously, uh, who was the first one? David Shaw. Basically, these guys are big names that have been involved with big, big shows, you know? And, um, and, and then basically, uh, who was the guy that took over this one? Graham Yost, who, who basically involved in stuff like The Americans and uh, Falling Skies, Justified, I think, things like that. So loads of big shows, lo- the, the people behind it, you know, very reputable in the industry, the writers, the directors. Brian Cranston obviously directed one. But before we get going into the, the show, Jim, we do a little non-spoiler section on this part. So I want you to basically just describe to the listener, if they haven't seen this and they're listening because they want to listen to the On The Box, um, and then go and watch it and come back, which some people have done, by the way, you'd be surprised. Why should they watch this? What type of a show is it? Is it, is it similar to anything that you've watched or... Just give him a feel, and I'll help you out. So, the the premise of the show is 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 that uh, Giovanni Rubisi plays a character, and um, basically he, he's a con man, and uh, this you know it's the story of how this guy basically jumps into um, steals someone's identity to try and try and help himself and, and his and his family out to help himself and his brother out and if you've seen the film I think Confidence with uh, Ed Burns if you've watched uh, Hustle 
Um, if you like the sort of the sleight of hand, the people saying one thing while something else is actually happening, then that's a good reason to watch this show. Uh, the other reason to watch the show is uh, Giovanni Ribisi is uh, fantastic. He's such a such a great a ca- character actor. Um, this is very very funny, very very witty. Uh, little bit of sort of um, edge to it. You know, it's, it's got a lot of sort of when the episodes do finish, you're sort of itching for the next one to start. Um, and all in all, it's just very very well written, very well put together. Like you say, David Shaw, he's known for, you know, House, which was a fantastic long-running series. Um, so it, the, the TV show itself, it looks good. It looks slick. All the characters seem to be really well thought out. Script is fantastic. And Brian Cranston, um, for no spoilers, but I will say Brian Cranston, in one of the episodes, goes full-on Breaking Bad, Heisenberg, and it's fantastic. Yeah, if- if you're a massive fan of Breaking Bad, then you really should be watching this show because Brian Cranston just is pure, more Heisenberg than anything in this one. Like, but obviously it's a different, puts a different role. Let's not, let's not say he copied his role, but like he said, there's an element to it, but he also brings a really good gangster element, doesn't he? Like, as in he is like a, a, the head of a mob type thing. And, um, he's just brilliant. I just thought he was, and he made sure he kept himself to the side as well. It wasn't like he took over the show with his presence. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, you know, like, um, like there's some shows where you sort of, you have, because I think I, I've listened to a podcast with Brian Cranston on on the Nerdist podcast, and he was talking a little bit about how he picks his roles now, and, and he just says, you know, he's lucky enough that if there's something that comes to him and he, and he likes it and it's a little bit different to things he's done before, then he's then he's in. And I, and I know from reading up on this one that he wasn't actually going to be what I'm going to cast himself. Um, so, yeah, he is he is full-on sort of Heisenberg at times, um, but, it, but it doesn't overpower the show. The show itself is is about Giovanni Ribisi, his character, and and the family. And the people that he works with. And the people it, who he works yeah, with. You know, his, his so extended family, you know, oh so his, his, sort of his confidence so family. Good. And then, you know, Brian Cranston, he just dips in and out, and all he does is add to it. It's a bit like the West Wing, which is like the West Wing is, in terms of the characters, the story, and the way that it's been put together is all about the, the supporting characters. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden, you just dip in a little bit of Martin Sheen, who's the president, who's absolutely fantastic, and it just brings it all together, just takes it to another level. He dips in, he dips out, he's got his sort of quick one-liners, he's got his his monologues in there, which he, he just oh. delivers like nobody else. We'll go on to um, and, just... and yeah, it's, it's just absolutely fantastic. And um, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, to me, it just had everything that a really, really good, really good watchable sort of lo- potentially wrong, long-running TV series should have. So it, it was uh, it was really, really good. Yeah. So if you're like me and you like to watch a show where someone's living a lie and the suspense is there every, every episode of this guy getting caught out, right? Because that's what it's about. It's about getting out of tricky situations all the time. You'll find, you know, Giovanni Ribisi, uh, and his name is Marius in the show, will find himself in tricky situations and he's going to try and use his cleverness to get out. And he's so bright. And you know what? That's where we're going to end the spoiler section. Not as long as usual. But what I will do instead is go and do the little stats a bit. Not stats, but what, what the internet talks about before we go on to the show. This one 
on Rotten Tomatoes from critics got 100%. I haven't seen that before. I mean, not many critics, obviously, like 25 or so, but still, 100%. People that have watched it on Rotten Tomatoes, 90%. Still really, really high. IMDb's giving it an 8.4. Still very respectable. And uh, I think Metacritic gave it a 77%. Uh, it's probably why Metacritic isn't really used that much. But no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm just giving you the, the balance of what people are saying. But, you know... Honestly, if you haven't seen it and you have an Amazon account, you must go and watch it. It's done really, really well. It got it got renewed pretty much immediately as it got released. I think Amazon must have gone mad. They don't release numbers of how many people watched it, but it got re- it got renewed a week after its you know release, pretty much. So that shows you how mental. Eight thousand two hundred ninety-four people, by the way, gave that an eight point four. And I think on Amazon, it's got something like five stars from again thousands of reviews. But I don't trust Amazon because it's their show. So yeah, we won't use that one. But uh, Jim, impressive, impressive kind of ratings from everybody. Yeah, it is, and and you know, it, it it's like I said, it's it's one of those shows. It's just got a bit of everything, and it keeps you going because you know, like you said just now, or you know, he sort of gets himself out of these scrapes and that. And it can be with some of these TV shows, you know, where these confidence people they're so far ahead of everyone else that no matter how many times someone tries to trip them up, they they manage to get out of it. But that doesn't happen in this show. This is this is a show where the you sort of watching it and you're thinking, oh, he, he's going to get out of that, and he doesn't. And then you think there's no possible way you can get out of that. And then he's clever enough to get out of it. And it's it, all it, things it, fall his way. All things fall his way as well. He does. He yeah. does get some luck in some parts. But the beauty thing is that he can. It's it's the situation that presents it. He's always thinking, and I think that's probably the best way to start the show. Is sorry, this show now in the spoiler part is um, maybe just a just a bit of the. Should we talk? Should we talk the story? And basically, it's all about cons, isn't it? The whole thing is is a con. There are, in this show, multiple cons going on at the same time. And not only by, um, you know, Rubizi. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the start is, he's holed up in a cell with Pete. So he's not Pete, he's Marius. He's holed up in a cell with Pete, who, for the last few years, has just done his fucking head in, talking about the beautiful farm that he lives on in whatever city where i can't remember what city it is now or you know a village it is now but he's just just outside new york state in it yeah it's just um, outside new york yeah and he's just basically going on and on about the trees and the apples and the greenery and you know he you and and and, um the the swing you know the tire swing on the tree and basically because he's heard it so much he's just fed up and he tells him to shut the fuck up and that guy obviously you know, is a bit violent with him and he gets himself out of that. And then he's, he said, how he gets away with it. He says, you're stuck here for a few more years. I'm on my way out of this. So what does he do? He rings his brother, Eddie, um, who, who's really played the role well, uh, of a, of a weakish kind of brother, uh, a card dealer, really good card dealer, a guy who can spot a cheat, uh, is Eddie. And, um, basically he's, they, you know, working for Vince at the moment. We'll go on to that in a minute. But Vince is Brian Cranston, and Vince—they owe him money, don't they? They owe him a lot of money, a hundred grand, and they're after Marius. So Marius now, as soon as he gets out of jail, is going to be targeted. So what does he do in the first episode? He cons the—he <laughs> cons the bus driver. 
who's dropping him to get out of it by, by looking seeing a photo. And this is the bit where he uses the surroundings. Wherever he is, he's always thinking, uh, Ribizi, who's Marius, he's always, the con is always on, never stops. He cons the bus driver by giving him, play, playing on a photo of him and his dad, the bus driver and his dad, to, makes him stop the bus before the stop and gets off and escapes. And there's so much, you know, it's just... That that's the beauty of it, isn't it, Jim? He's always switched on. He's he's always got something going on, and um, and as you're watching the show, he's so sort of you can see so wound up. There's so much going on, and there's layers to it. There's so many different layers because you know it can be confusing at times, though. It, it can be a little bit confusing, and it, and they do use it's very clever a lot of the time. They just use a little sort of slip back in time. Or, yes. you know, you look at it from someone else's point of view while you see exactly what Marius is doing and why. And you've, you've, it's one of those shows which sometimes you can watch a show and really enjoy it, but just have it on in the background a little bit. And, you know, you might be on your phone or you might be having something to eat or you might be having a conversation. But you'll have the show on and you can catch, you can keep the gist of it. This one, you've got to watch it because it starts, obviously, like you said, he's in prison. He's got this guy. Uh, going on and on and on about this wonderful thing, this wonderful farmhouse that he's grown up in. But of course, he hasn't been there for twenty years. So that's the you know, key. That's the, that's key, the sorry. key. He yeah. hasn't been there for twenty years. So he's just stuck in the cell. Listen to this guy tell him about his apples, his green grass, and of course, Marius Giovanni Rubisi is this guy from the streets. Him and his brother have been in foster care. They've come up through the system. Uh, and their life is they're, they're, they're criminals they're career criminals and Eddie like you say he works in the, in the card industry in terms of um, looking to spot marks basically for his yeah. brother Marius and their crew to to um, to sort of to, to, to comfort to con them and to con them out of their money so but what we don't realise in the first couple of episodes is Marius knows he's coming out of prison Marius' brother who is played very very well however he's he's such a sniveling little shitbag uh, <laughs> you is. know he's such he, a weak bastard yeah he can't wait to sort of snitch he snitch on snitch him everything. but I think he, he sort of snitches on him knowing full well and Marius is really really clever yeah and he'll have he'll have his eyes open and he's taking everything in I think he's more able. weak I think he's more weak he can't take pain or he can't stand someone being hurt he loves his brother like mad you know Eddie does he loves Marius and he just can't help but make a mistake that's i think it's more mistakes than wanting to snitch isn't it he gets caught yeah he's not he as just, clever he can't lie that's what it that's is it. With him. he just he just can't lie he's just he's weak he is just a weak a weak sniveling little person who you know if it wasn't for marius um god knows where he, where he would have ended up you know but it, it, it the show opens is it you know the conversation on the telephone is uh, i'm getting out tomorrow eddie blah blah, blah. and eddie who is uh, unbeknownst to marius literally being kept captive by uh, Brian Cranston's character. And he comes on the phone. He says, you owe me under grand. Uh, you tried to con me. You owe me under grand. And uh, I want her in a week. And uh, bang, he's in straight away. He's like, how can I deal with this? Okay, what do I know from being in prison the last couple of years? That my cellmate Pete, his family, relatively well off. This is my only option. Um or that, or so we think that's his only option. Of course, as the show goes on, there's three or four little layers going on. Um, and arguably, the worst thing he could have done is get mixed up with his family, as, as we sort of see as the um, as the series goes on, because yeah. they're quite dysfunctional let's, group. Let's, let's talk about the family then, because they're introduced, and you've got the grandparents, um, Otto and Audrey, I think. Is that right? Yeah, Otto and Audrey. And then you've got Taylor. Um, I mean, the way the family works is they've, th- these two have got 
daughters, haven't they? And and basically, um, all of the, 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 that generation is not in the show at all. So both the both the parents, so the so so Rubizi, Sneaky Pete's uh, parent uh, uh, mom isn't in the show, so she's probably going to turn up in a series somewhere else. But the other side, the other sister, his aunt or so-called aunt, as, as obviously he's sneaky Pete, he's not really Pete, but let's just say he's Pete. Uh, his aunt and uncle, they t- passed away. So their kids, they've got um, Taylor and Julia and what's Carly? That's right, isn't it? The three. Yeah, so there's, there's so, so he, he rocks up uh, to this farmhouse, this lovely farmhouse, uh, just outside New York State, I believe it is, um, knocks on the door, and of course, you've got the fantastic um, Margot Martindale, wow. who plays uh, Grandma Audrey, and um, Otto, uh, you know, he's, he's who's he played by? Uh, Peter Garrity, yeah, wire, and they're great. The yeah. yeah, they are. I mean, Margot, great together. Just, she's a winner of three flipping Emmys, you know, for Justified and, and The Americans. I need to watch The Americans, by the way. It's supposed to be amazing. So, you know, I mean, get on those as well. I mean, that's, that's the calibre of actor in this show, you know. It's just... so, so you've got those two, and then, and then of course, like the, the other family members come in, and, and from the from the outside looking in, it looks like a very sort of happy family, sort of happy American traditional family. Because their first dinner—that's what he's there. looking. He—that's where you see a flashback from Pete, don't, from um, Marius, don't you? Feeding his—they're they're all bringing out the food as a family, yeah. and he looks yeah. back and he sees his upbringing, where he's actually microwaving dinner for his brother with a with a stoned. Either it's his mother or foster parent, mother in the background, and yeah. um, so you think, all oh, right, here we are. He's um, he's sort of landed on his feet here because he's he's in with this nice homely family. Little do we know that this family is as dysfunctional uh, as they come, and um, and he's going to have his work cut out to, to get anything, you know, get any form of truth out of him. Never mind any any money, and um, and and that's really clever of the story because. It would have been very easy enough to just write, uh, you know, bog standard sort of uh, script and, and story that says this is a you know a well-to-do family uh, who've got no issues other than potentially one or two little you know you could have had Carly as a sort of um, delinquent, more of a delinquent than she is. Um, she sort of really switched on. She's a young girl who sort of um, is looking is looking like she's going to end up in the sort, same sort of business as uh, as her uncle Sneaky Pete um, when she gets older because she, she's a, she's a bit of a sort of uh, wild child or she wants to be. Um, then of course you got Taylor who comes in, who seems to be this absolute clown of a of a man, um, and he's sitting there eating his food, and <laughs> all of a sudden he sees Taylor get up and shoot out, and he, he's got a gun around his waist, and it turns out that he's he's a local police officer. So he's he's literally just come from prison, and he's and so the way he says it, oh how great he's yeah, a yeah, cop, yeah. and he's like, oh, <laughs> it's like Jesus, I'm because he's in. He's, he's ready committed. to give up at that point, isn't he? Yeah, but he can't. He's he's committed. He's in there, and he's like, yeah, here I am. Happy days. I haven't been here for twenty years. Great to see you. And then, oh shit, man. Yeah, and he's, he's like, fuck. And you know, from that first meal when they first there is this family. They're literally going to be in each other's pockets. There, there is going to be no space for him to sort of to get away and get away from them and get away from anything because they are just itching to find out everything about him uh, and where he's been for these last twenty years. Just questions all the time, isn't it? He's just and he's really clever in how he answers. Like there's one bit where he asks him about, "Can you remember what happened with this guy that we 
that we you know picked on and stuff and he goes he and then and then the camera's really clever because how it pans into him to concentrate and he goes he cried and he goes yeah but it's how he cried and like he just gets himself out of all the tricky situations and then he remembers stuff like the apple tree and the greenery to get himself out, out of um tricky you know like touching moments to to melt the grandparents because that's the thing he can melt them you know yeah he, can... he plays plays on the i, th- I think I think as as we find out as the sh- as the show goes on is that this this family is actually in dire straits and they they're looking for anything to distract them from the real life issues that they've got and the real life issues which is they've got no money um, the grandmother is sort of she's oh up to her neck. Oh my god, she's in, more dodgy than bloody she's more dodgy Marius. Than the, <laughs> Otto was sort of recovering from having a stroke. Yeah. Um, he's got trust Ju- issues. He's got trust issues. Julia is is sort of just split up with her partner. Uh, and they're trying to keep the family business, the family business, which happens to be bail bonds, which obviously for, for people in this country, we don't have that sort of thing. But bail bonds is a thing in America where you get you get issued bail and you have to give money to a bail bond company mm. who guarantee your bail and guarantee that you'll turn up uh, to court on, yeah. on the date and time that you're given and things. So that's their, that's their business. It's being run into the ground by a rival. So th- what's going on in their lives is sort of so much pressure, so much pressure. And then bang, all of a sudden, their uh, their cousin, uncle, grandson, Pete turns up after twenty years, and it's a way to distract them all about all the bad things that are going on, and they just focus on him. Of course, he doesn't want that as the last thing he wants. He doesn't want all this attention. He just wants to be able to get in there, get under their skin, find out where their money is, get it off them, and get out in seven days to go and save his brother. Of course, it's not going to be as easy as that because this this families he's hooked up with are just mental. Yeah. Just absolutely. And they're so deep into so many different things. It's hilarious. And obviously, we've talked a little bit about the family now. and um, But then, Marius obviously has some other friends. He's got an ex. Oh, God, you know what? I forget her her name. Katie, I think it is. Yes, Katie, that's, that's right. Yeah, and she's now, she's now moved on, you know? She's now moved on. She's got her own life. So, so basically, um, she doesn't want anything to do with him, but he just turns up, doesn't he, one time. I think it's called White Plains. He dri- drives over to her and, um, and basically just says, I need some help, you know? And at this point... It's, I think it's Virginia Cull, Katie Boyd. Uh, she plays Katie Boyd. But at this point, he notices that he's been followed, doesn't he? Yeah, so he, he, he knows he, he knows straight away that... Um, that they, he knows that Vince grandma. is going yeah, to be looking for him, but he also knows that Grandma, because she's driving in the most inconspicuous vehicle, you know, a farm, a farm, uh, a farmer's truck, yeah. which is going to stick out by a country mile. Oh, no, um, she gets, that, she gets him, her man to do it, doesn't he? That Sam guy? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah Sam, gets, Sam, the uh, the bail bond uh, tracker. Basically, used to work with them. The backstory with that is used to work with them. Got into some issues. He then he basically asked Audrey out or wanted to, you know, wanted to have an affair with her, and he left because she punched him in the face. <laughs> but obviously, yeah, so this, you don't gone, find this out to work for the um, uh, uh, for the, for the rival company. That's right. So so Otto doesn't know this. Why he left? Whatever. But he just he hates him because it's like. You're gone to a rival. How could you do that to me? But obviously, he doesn't know anything until the finale. So um, obviously, we're spoiling here. But the point is, she she's got a hold over him because he he asked her out, and that's why he left. But they kept it a secret. So he has to do everything Audrey says. And one of the things that she wants him to do is track Marius. So Marius obviously really switched on. Knows someone's tracking. 
he 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 basically makes Katie take her clothes off in the window, so it looks like he's having an affair with someone. You know, he basically thinks of everything, everything, and so in the end, he goes back home because he sneaked out at night, and he and he tells his grandma everything in the morning, like you know, I'm sorry, I sne- snuck out. Basically, he's he's again. It's another example of how he knows what to do at every situation and handle and not get caught and not get caught out. And the next thing that comes his way is the bloody parole officer, isn't it? Yeah. Because obviously when you come out of prison, you've got to call in and you've got to see your, uh, your parole officer and you've got to obviously, you know, check in and give him your details and everything. Well, of course he's had to come out of whatever he's given his, is, uh, is the address that he's going to be living in? Uh, cause he's not going to be staying in, in New York city because, yeah. You know, Vince is after him. Vince is going to get him. So now you've got this uh, this bail officer, this, this parole officer. Sorry, who is who is Red Hot? He is he's a really well written character by Malcolm Jamal Warner, who was Theo Huxtable for the Cosby Show. Which, when I found out last night while I was looking at looking him up, I was absolutely shocked because that was one of my favourite shows as a kid, and Theo Huxtable was hilarious. And to see how serious this guy is, like he was in suit season six for about seven episodes and he played a similar role, but more of a psycho psychological guy, you know, for, for Mike in that. And um, he was fantastic. And in this one, Mr. Success is his nickname. And again, he plays it beautifully. So cool and cocky, isn't he? Absolutely cocky bastard. Just, yeah, wa- just wants to get, very, catch very people. <laughs> he just wants he to. Just, he, yeah. <laughs> Any sort of what does he call him? He said, "Do you want to be? Is it? Do you want to be an eagle, or do you want to?" Yeah, be... yeah. You're no eagle, Marius. Yeah, and he's uh, <laughs> he's just yeah, he's just very very good. He's very very sort of uh, intense. He's very very exacting. You know, you will do exactly what he says when he says to do it, and if not, then uh, you know, guess what? You're going to go back to you're going to go back to prison. He takes his job very very seriously. Oh, yeah, and, um, and he tries very to... very seriously. We haven't even talked about Wimslow, the cop, the the the, the cop, yeah. the shady cop, but. He, he he tries to get the um, get the parole officer, obviously, um, Mister Success, as his name is in the show, <laughs> James Bagwell, uh, to basically turn on Marius and hand him over, doesn't he? But he's so he's so stuck in his ways. This is only in the third episode, so Mister Success, it was called. The actual episode's all about him, um, and he's like, "No way! Who do you think you are, ex marine? You know, this guy's an ex marine in the show." So he's like, "Nope, uh, I'm going to do my job, and you can get lost." So. Uh, we don't see much of him. I have a feeling we'll see a lot more of him in the second season. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a beautiful, um, the whole of that episode, how Marius gets out of not seeing him at the office. And again, another little show of what he, how he does his cons. But the cons keep coming. The cons keep coming with the next one, something about, um, what was it, about a, a clock, Jim? Yeah, yeah, the um, <laughs> the money. The money in the, uh, so basically. He wants to get in the safe. The, in the safe, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a good little thing with, with Wimslow and, and Mr. Success. And, and that's a good, and it's good to see, it's a good little, again, really well written because could have been quite easily that, uh, you know, parole officer, usually, you know, those sort of people are shady. They're portrayed as, when they're shady and they're portrayed as sort of people who wanted to be police officers and they haven't quite made it, you know. Um, so when a police officer comes along asking for help, they're often portrayed as very weak and like, oh, yeah, sure thing, officer, whatever you want. You know what I mean? We're in this together, blah, 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 when actually you're not in it together. You just get being played. But he's the complete opposite. He's like, no, listen, mate, fuck off. I'm, I'm where I want to be. I don't yeah. want to be you. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. That's right. You know, you, uh, you can do one. 
Um, and that's really clever. It's really clever how he keeps managing to get out of it. The only little criticism I got is that he sort of comes into it and then he's gone again. And they, yeah, they, they needed he, to keep him keep him going towards the end. To keep, because I, I just think that, yeah, he would have seen him once, but I'm guessing he would have had to check in on him more than once considering the amount of running around he's had. So I was a little bit disappointed with that, but then... I'll tell you what I think happened here is that basically the first four episodes, so the pilot was made early, but then they made the next three, they had to send four episodes to Amazon to review before yeah. it got sanctioned for the last six. So I think... They've they've basically had to shift the story a little bit faster for the last six episodes, and I don't think he got. Um, obviously, he's been written out of those four. So I think the first yeah, four. Just... I think the first four were written in a different way. It's not an excuse, but I just think that it's the way the show went. There was, the, by the way, this show was first written in 2015. Was supposed to be on American Network CBS. Uh, loads of problems, loads of issues, and in the end, it got redone. Uh, I mean, the, the pilot was made, but it got. Redone only last year, I think. End of 2015, start of 2016 was when it shot. I think so, ultimately there was there was yeah, towards yeah. the end of the show we had so much going on, so many different strands. They couldn't fit it in. That I, they couldn't fit it in. It would, it would have been impossible to add it's in. True, yeah, try, I think so. Trying to get out of uh, seeing his parole officer as well. So it was it was just it was just uh, you know it, it just literally went from one minute he was there to, to to gone and it was the last you heard of him. You know, no no even phone calls or nothing. So that was a little bit strange how that happened, but. Um, yeah. But yeah, so basically... It's all about the safe then, isn't it? How to get in. So where's the money going to be held for this bail bonds company? So from from obviously Marius doing what he does best, which is getting information out of people by, uh, like he says at the start, I'm a confidence man. I give people confidence, they give me their money. So what he's trying to do is give this family <laughs> confidence so that they give him, give yeah, him the hundred grand that he needs or whatever's yeah. in that safe. So the only one person in the family who can access the safe, nobody else, and that's grandma. But why? Grandma... They, uh, grandma they, Pete, so, the granddad so, could, the granddad well, could, but he finds out that the fucking thing's been changed. Yeah, grandma's changed the code. So, um, grandma suffers, suffers no falls, and as we as the series goes on, we find out the grandma is up to it in a up to her neck in it. Right, she is in big big trouble. Um, so Pete is trying to get into this safe. They finally crack it open and get in there. There's no money, so all of a sudden it's like. Oh my God! Where's the money? Because little do we know that the money, the hundred grand that's in there, is being held for this psycho Indian character who is just um, who's doing everything he can uh, not to native, go to Native American. Native American, sorry, yeah, not yeah. So uh, <laughs> before he start thinking, he looks like me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Native American guy, red big Indian, guy, yeah, violent. Big, big guy. Oh big man, guy. just scary, uh, aren't they? The, the, yeah, the very way they portrayed, very imposing. Uh, so th- they, they're supposed to be keeping this money for him and obviously when his trial goes belly up because he's arranged for all the witnesses he to be killed he's coming to get his hundred grand mm. little do we know that the hundred grand has gone until they get into the safe and then and then you can see that again Marius is like oh my god there's no money how do I save my brother because what can he do he needs, he the needs, money, to needs money so what does he do he starts going on the job with the family so he thinks right if I can try and learn how to do the job and try and get more customers in for the family. Maybe by people being on bail and having to give money, I could, you know, get that money and get that to Vince. So a bit of a long-winded, long-winded way of getting around it. But while he's doing that, he's still obviously working on the case of I need to find uh, where this hundred grand has gone because otherwise, now this family who I'm supposed to be really, really close to 
uh, are in the shit and, and potentially going to be uh, killed. Yeah. Um, so he wants to save them, but he wants to get the money as well to... and con them yeah. as well. But but also, so during all this, he's doing the fiddle. He's got a few cons going on. He's had the. He's done the. Um, what was the other one? The 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 one where he um, where you pretend to take it off. Is that the fiddle? That's the fiddle, isn't it? When you take he takes his watch. And then he pretends. Yeah, so he, he go he goes to um, he's got this clock. He's got this clock. He go. What happens is he goes to goes to the grandma to do a bail thing, and he's trying to get money out of him. And he's sitting there looking round, and he's thinking, right, uh, is there anything in this house? And there's an old clock, and he just comes up with a story, and it's absolute nonsense. This story about this clock being worth x amount of and x amount of money. So the grandmother turns round and says, oh well, we'll take that as as collateral. So she takes that. He, he then watches the grandmother take that and give it to a uh, pawn shop, isn't it? Like you know when you pawn yeah, stuff off. We pawn stuff off to get money for it. So of course he follows it in then, and it bang, he's straight into character. He plays great little character where he says, "Oh, my grandma's coming in, doing this and that, and she's got dementia and she's selling off the family heirlooms." Uh, and the guy behind the counter, he's like, "No, no, I don't know nothing about that." So then, he, as he's about to leave, he's like, "Oh, is that a Rolex?" Oh, guy's got a real Rolex. Marius has got a shitty Rolex. Copy Rolex on. A little bit of slight of hand as he's talking to him, distracting him. Something happens. He manages to walk out of there with this sort of $30,000 worth of Rolex while leaving <laughs> a, a fake one. And it's a typical con. You know, he's really he's really quick-handed. He's got he's a master of sort of deception. Yeah. Um, he says one thing while another thing's going on. And and as the story's going on and the, and the, and the episodes are, are flowing, you realise that there's about five or six different things going on. It's mad. In that Marius is still in contact with his old crew. Yeah, and they're trying to put together a big con, which you're not quite sure. We don't know what's what going on. No one knows you know what it is. No, you, you've got a rough idea who is going to be involved in, but you're not sure. Yeah, and you, there's no way you can see it happening because certain people who he needs to be involved in it are saying they're not going to be involved in it. Yeah, got the backstory into how he's ended up in prison going on, and who this guy is that that's died. Charlie is it? I think his name is um, uh, the guy that gets shot by Vince. Is it? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So and you've got all that going on. They make reference to that, and you still, as the episodes are going on, you still haven't seen the full story of that. So you've got those two other t- other th- uh, strands going on. You've got him trying to do all the cons he can to make any money that he can, so that he can carry on with his big plan. He's and dealing then with he's the got, little girl Carly, who's trying, girl, Carly. Trying, trying to nick stuff off him. He's nicking it back off her. It's beautiful little it's connection, though, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's really oh, really suspicious. What about the Taylor and, stuff? Taylor, and then he gets involved with Taylor. And Taylor yeah. getting bat- battering someone, he's fucking slashing his tires to get because he's left his. Obviously, he gets kidnapped by Taylor as a joke, and he drops his fucking uh, driver's license in there. So there's all of that shit going on as well. Like you're right, there's like five different strands of five or six different things going on so all the time, and, and he's always stressed. Every you're always, always looking at. He's all you look at him, and you're like, oh, I feel bad for you. And at the you same time, because he's, he's he's proper stressed, you can see it on his face. And and sort of the how he doesn't lose his temper with this family who are just every single time he tries to do something and get ahead, they do something else to to, to basically fuck it up for him and, and, and just you know starting back at, at one, one at, thing we haven't said though. Meanwhile, at the same time, Vince is chopping off Eddie's toe. Well, he he does this beautiful monologue, doesn't he? Uh, because Eddie keeps making mistakes about calling Marius and Marius is like, just stay there. Don't worry about it. I'm going to get the money somehow soon. 
And basically, they figure it out because a neighbor tells Richard, who's the guy who's holding him, that, you know, he was on the roof the other day. He got out. And um, so basically, he goes and tells Vince, look, and they, they, and he tells this amazing story, you know, about how this is Vince tells this story about how he let somebody off and it came to bite him in the ass. And he goes, and, and I think the last line is, you know, you broke it, you bought it. And he hands the clippers to Richard, who's like the minder. And he doesn't want to do it because he's worked with Eddie before. So they actually do show a bit of empathy between, you know, the crew. They don't want to hurt him. He's, he's, he's a weak guy. And they end up chopping his toe off whilst he's talking to his brother on the phone. And I think that does drive him crazy because we're halfway through the, the, the show at that point. And he does want to come and just burn everything down, doesn't he? But at that point, another ex of Maris's, which we, who we haven't talked about, uh, Carolina. Isn't it? Carolina? Uh, yeah, Carolina? it is, yes. Ca- yeah. Carolina, Carolina. Very, very, um, very, very attractive uh, woman who's now with Vince, but in the flashbacks is with Marius and part of his crew. And, um, you know, she kind of says, okay, okay, don't go mental. Don't cost yourself your life and him his life by doing it now. I'll help you. And that's the first time you kind of figure out that she's involved now whilst she's dating Vince. Who's Brian Cranston? So yeah, that's a really heavy part of the of the show, and that's where his big con kind of really gets going, doesn't it? Because yeah, we haven't even talked he about can't this. Do it with, he can't Madden. do it without without her. And there's this little scene where he, he sneaks into sort of her apartment and has a chat with her, um, and she's she's still on the fence, basically. Mm, that's um, right at the start, yeah. Right at the start, and and yeah, that 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 scene with. Um, that scene with Vince is just is just incredible, you know, the way he just sits there and and I think, you know, that's that's the catalyst for for it to all go wrong for him really because Cat- Carolina, she sort you know, she's grown up again with with Marius and, and Eddie uh, and I'm sure she's still got sort of some feelings for them all, um, but ultimately she's with Vince, um, but of course he, he's he's a little bit. Uh, he's a little bit out of order with what he does because the, the guy is there. He's obviously going to try and escape. Maris is still looking for the money, um, but I think he's, he's overstepped the mark. A, there, yeah, you're giving is. him a certain time frame. Having to get the money, frame, you know, and he's still and, there and he's, waiting. He's tried to run away, and the conversation he's had with Marius has ended up on him going back. You know, this is a yeah. guy that's been that's been beaten up. He's being held sort of hostage, basically. What do you expect? Um, yeah, what do you? Of expect? course, he's going to try and escape. You know, the fact is, he didn't. But ultimately, Vince is is a man who doesn't want to be shown to have any weakness no. but that is that's the turning point in the show that is what gets the people involved in the big the big thing that's happening in the background it all falls into place and it's like right okay yeah he's bang out of order there's no way coming back from this for him what do we do how do we get it sorted and then but jim before you do just move up. before you just move on that scene with brian cranston though that that shows you his importance in the show, like he, the way he delivered that five-minute story, you know, beautifully. Like, it, it, it's it's all of an Oscar nominee as he is, a glo- uh, you know, a Golden Globe winner, four-time Primetime Emmy, Outstanding Lead Actor Award winner. It all is in that five minutes, isn't it? It's like, wow. When I watched it for his time, he wouldn't stop talking, and I was like, at the end, shit, that was strong, that was powerful. He's you just know. great at. Um, oh. He's got a great. He's got a great voice, hasn't he? That, that's oh, that's the first thing. Just... He's got a great. Um, you know the way way it, it descriptive, and it's fantastically written. You know, it's such nice. a really well written scene. Um, you know, it looks great. They, you know, they're in his his card room, and it's interesting with with the Vince character. And 
yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a gangster. But his, his history is, he's a 20-year uh, New York uh, Police Department detective. Mm. You know, he's not, he's not a criminal per se. He's not somebody who's all he's done in his entire life has been a criminal. He's done 20 years as a police officer. Now, yeah, he is, he is a criminal. He runs this card room. Um, and you see there's a little bit of him sort of lacking his masculinity with one of the, the big sharks that come into the card room. Mr. Mukherjee, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, and you see him, and it's interesting to see him sort of a little bit um, put in his place by that. Yeah, general. he's intimidated by him, and he's also but then, yeah, jealous. But then he comes in with this 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 five minute monologue where he's sitting there telling this story, oh. and the, you know, if you shut your eyes and listen to it, you can see exactly what's happening. You can see the story. It's you can see how it's going to work. And then all of a sudden, he just is so you just think, shit, man, he's going to do something really bad to him. And like you say, just throws the pliers to Richard and he says, You broke it, you bought it, mate. Yeah, do it. And just the way he says it as well in New York. You let him run away. Fucking hell. And you feel so sorry for Eddie. He's crying like a baby and you feel bad for Marius on the end of the phone. And you just, it puts the middle of this, you know, season in a beautiful place. The end of episode four that is so that's when it was going to amazon you know you can tell they built it up what happens next where do we go from here you know it was kind of like a mini break type thing if it was if it wasn't a bingeable show like on amazon yeah, that yeah, would have been yeah. a point you where sort of like, like walking dead you know where it breaks at christmas and yeah comes back that would have been yeah, the point been... it was a really big part and then you after know what? that i think i think to be honest with you uh, uh, by that point, Eddie was doing my head in a little bit. So I was a little bit glad that that happened because he kept, he kept You're doing evil. stuff. evil. You're so making evil. It, making it worse for, for Marius. And he had enough on his plate, loving, with his fake family. Never mind his real family. Yes. Grassing him up and, and trying to get him into trouble and stuff, you know? So, um, so basically, Eddie's then working for Vince, trying to get this Mukherjee spot of cheat, and he can't. So that that's going on in that side of things. And uh, over here, then... Um, is it Lance? Lance turns up? Julia's ex, by yeah, the way? Julia's ex. Julia's what, ex what, what's, all, what, what's, what's all going on in this part now with Julia? They, they build Julia a little bit, you know, uh, with Marius. There is a bit of chemistry between them. Obviously, you think that they're cousins. Obviously, they're not cousins. Um, but um, he does like her. You know, he does think uh, well of her. He wants her to do well and stuff. But she's a bit quirky and a bit weird. But she's really up for doing all these cons with him. You know, uh, the first bit to get her mother and son sorted and then the next one uh, you know just just load she's she's willing to do anything isn't she she's it's money to... isn't it you know and and, they, and they're desperate for money and they're desperate yeah. for the business to, to stay afloat and they're desperate for you know the grandmother and grandfather to be looked after um so yeah whenever he comes up with these little ideas she's well she's well up for it because she wants she wants the the, the money to be coming in she wants the, the family business to keep running because the family business is sustaining sort of grandma granddad uh her Carly, her other kids, because she's separated from her, her partner, Lance, yeah. um, who we find out is um, is a lawyer. Um, this is the big part, because he plays a twist. massive role in the climax of it all, and, and what happens. So Lance, played by Jacob Pitts, he's a massive, again, on a regular and justified. What you'll find is a lot of the people that Graham Yost or, uh, you know, the, the guy who's a showrunner, uh, casted in, in his previous shows, are turning up in this show. Um, and obviously, he, he was a massive regular. He's a bit of a dick, basically, isn't he, in this? But he plays it really well, I think. Yeah, he's another one. He's he's another one who's a bit of, who is a bit of a dick, um, and he's got a bit. Of, and he's <laughs> he's a bit of a, another sniveling little thing. But he's very he plays his part really well. And um, and yeah, you find out that 
unbeknownst to Marius, that the family have been victims of a con. And who better than to catch someone in a con than a con man? Um, and as soon as he realizes that the family have been conned, then he's straight in there trying to um, trying to solve the problem that which is they need to get their money back. And it just and it works out perfectly for him that it, that it is this con going be, being done because then he's able to go back and see his mentor. Um, Porter. I can't think of the guy, Porter. Mm. What a little cameo from that guy. He it's, it's fantastic. Isn't it? like, it's fantastic. He's just so sly. Like how he gets Mukherjee's, you know, like he, they, he basically starts helping Carolina and Carolina, Carolina. I don't know how to say her name. Uh, he starts helping both of them. Cause obviously Marius has got cons going on both sides <laughs> in the city and in the, so Porter's helping him on both sides as well. Isn't he? Porter's pretty, Porter's again, pretty pivotal, isn't he? Like he's helping him with Mukherjee for the Vince side of things, but then helping him on this side with Lance as well, isn't he? He is, yeah. It's um, it's funny, really, because Porter comes into it, and you see him, he's like pretending to be this diddery old guy doing magic tricks in uh, in care homes for old people. And you see Marius goes and finds him, and you think, oh my God, who is this guy? You know, he can't, he can't help so at all. He, he's, ca- he's, he's, he's just, you know, he's a dithery old, uh, old codger who sort of can't do anything. Um, you know, and he, he's sort of a bit infirm himself. He's not going to be doing any, any, he's not going to be any help to anyone. And you see him get off this bus <laughs> and he's got like this, this supercar waiting for him, he? <laughs> which just looks completely out of place. He jumps in there. He spins off back to his amazing apartment. Uh, where Marius is sitting there waiting for him. And then, of course, we start having the flashbacks then about how this guy died. Mm. And we find out that Marius's crew, which was Marius, K.E., Porter, Carolina, Eddie, were all involved. Marjorie, Marjorie. Marjorie, yeah, were all involved. I think it's Marjorie's Marjorie's husband, isn't it, that dies? Yeah, that's right, yeah. All involved in in a large con to actually convince out of big money. And then we have the flashback episode sort of thing where we go through it all and see how see how Marius and Eddie were actually critical behind it um, in setting it up um, and how it all went wrong. And, and that's a really, really good part of the story. Mm. Um, and how Wimslow got his eye. <laughs> how Wimslow got his eye, yeah. yeah. Shot, shot in the face with the... Shot him in the face and, and how, he, how he ended up in prison. And it's just really, 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 again, well done. Um and again, in that scene alone, Brian Cranston is just, you know, the, the, the story itself is really well written. It's well acted by everyone. He just drops in and he's in these scenes and he just steals it. You know, that, that whole little thing where he just walks in and he's just so, I, yeah, yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm not angry. You know, I'm disappointed more than anything. And just cool as you like, walks over, bang, shoots him. As he, and he's just stone cold. He's just a stone cold lunatic. But he's just so, so Heisenberg, you know, where he's just, He's gone at this point. He, he, he sort of he's gone. He's in the zone, and he is just literally, you know, you've crossed me, and you're gonna you know you're gonna pay for it. You know, like he says, you 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 bought it, uh, you paid for it, you broke it, you paid for it. Um, exactly, and that's he says it's it's a common theme with him, isn't it? You you mess something up, you got to pay for it, and I want I want my money. I love. He actually says, I love money, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he loves. He absolutely. I, loves I love it. money. So he he actually says to Carolina as well when or Carolina when they're talking and they're having dinner and stuff, and it's a very natural conversation about how Mukherjee's getting to him, and he goes, "Oh, Mukherjee's been handed everything. I've had to fight for everything," and that's what I think gets. That's where you get a bit of the backstory from from. Um, from Vince is that he he's had to earn everything to where he's got to and losing anything 
hurts him. Whereas he he hates people that are just handed like Mukherjee's like been given a telecoms business in Mumbai because his dad owns the telecoms business in India, you know, and stuff like that. So you could tell he's he's someone who's going to be very protective over what he's got, and if you try to take it or harm it, you're dead. Or yeah, you pay right. for it. You pay for it. You pay, yeah, he says, you "I don't want to kill it. you." Sometimes he does say that. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to kill you. No, but, you don't want to because he wants him. I think ultimately he'd want them both to work, work for him. him. Eddie yeah. in particular, um, with Maria sort of running, running, potentially running cons, but cons, um, yeah. ultimately you you can't you can't trust Marius, and uh, you know Marius is gonna he's gonna do everything he can to get his brother out of there, and and ultimately the reality is that they they wanted to convince before all this started, and given what's happened in the backstory, he's even more desperate to con him. Um, so you know, because Jim, they killed killed one of his one of his mates, didn't they? Exactly, they're desperate to get one over him um, and make some money. Uh, and basically, let's wrap let's wrap as in the whole of Sneaky Pete up because towards the end of this now it gets really messy, doesn't it? Really messy with Wimslow involved, and you know he's tied up by Katie and her husband, her massive husband, uh, uh, and stuff like that, and that all gets messy. And they let him off, and he goes, and he, and, and you know they come to an agreement where he's not going to come back to them, otherwise he'd kill him because that guy's scary, Katie's husband. He's fucking huge, and then. Um, and then he gets to the house, doesn't he? he? Gets to Carly, and he gets to, and that's a great scene. You know, when he walks into the house, yeah, and she's got the shotgun, and uh, um... oh my god, and he gets the kid, you know, Julia's kid and stuff. Oh my god, that's such a good scene. And it's then... all it's all ramped up, and it's all ramped up, and it looks it looks as if there's only one way where this is going to go, and and the ultimately is that he's not going to get the money, and Wim, Wimslow's gone off the reservation a bit because he's he's working for Vince. And Vince has said well, he's to him, got a oh, personal issue because of his eye. He's got a personal tr- issue with Marius because he shot him in the face. And you know, he's, he's just, all he wants is revenge on Marius for being shot in the face. He's working for Vince, but he, if Vince doesn't get his money, and he's happy enough for Vince not to get his money because then he'll just kill Eddie. He's happy for him. Wimslow is happy for them both to be killed. And it looks like everything's going wrong. And then all of a, and then all of a sudden, Marius Marius is sitting back at the at the um, at the card table playing poker. And you and you're thinking to yourself, how is this going to pan out? Because all of a sudden now it looks as though the whole thing has turned around, and he's he's working for Vince again. Yeah, but that's but, in the last episode, isn't it? Yeah, he gets how he gets the money off Lance then as well. Yeah, he finds so, out about the boat. He finds out, he finds out about the big con about a uh, house. Yeah, sorry. so so uh, Lance has been sort of sniffing around Julia again, hasn't he? Trying to trying to get. Get yeah. back in the good books, and he's and he's wants to do this Cons, and that, Cons and he's saying time. about buying this boat, and you don't really think much of it, no. and you think, oh, you know, yeah, maybe they are trying to make a go of him, whatever, and then it all comes to the head about where this hundred grand is um, gone out of the safe, and and Marius has pretty much worked it out that somebody's conned her out of the money, and it turns out that the con is Lance. Lance has conned uh, Grandma. Ma, um, uh, Audrey out of her out of her money with a scheme which is sort of the land has been sold and they're going to be building houses but to do that they need a bit of it's uh, an old, old pyramid stuff just, isn't it yeah the old trick in the book yeah they need a bit of collateral um, give us hundred grand we'll give you um, so I think it was something like give us 50, give us fifty grand and you'll have sort of fifty grand back straight away which happened because that's what they do you know they give you give her she she might handed over say twenty five grand and they gave her fifty grand back because they know she's got her extra money so she thinks she's getting double the investment and she so throws then all say, of it in she throws yeah, all of it in she throw any more in they say oh, i got a hundred grand oh well you know throw that in and we'll give you whatever 
Well, of course, she throws the underground in and it's gone. And Lance is behind this. And all of a sudden you realise, well, guess what? If he's buying this boat, yeah, he's, he's a lawyer. He might be doing okay, but he shouldn't have enough money to buy this god of huge boat that he's buying. Yeah. And he's the person behind it. So, of course, Marius then decides to run a con on him where he pretends that the land that the farm is on has, has this weird sort of... Uh, <laughs> radioactive, is it radio- radioactive stuff on it? And then <laughs> you see him running around with, like, Geiger counters and, and cat uh, cat um, catnip. Yeah, you, it's you know, so funny. Uh, and that's why it's actually funny, isn't it? You laugh yeah, your head off at it. <laughs> running around trying to... Trying to, trying to sort of, basically, you think, what, what, why would anybody think that, but that there must be a material in, in sort of cat, um, cat, cat mess, uh, yeah, what's it called? The, the stuff the cat. I, can't, I don't know. I don't know. The stuff the cats, you know, if you've got a cat, you'll know exactly what it's called. Um, and of course, you run, you see Lance over at the farmhouse with his guide counter where they've thrown all this, uh, this, this cat stuff. And, um, <laughs> It's, it's so in that it's like radioactive. So he thinks he's in. He's, he thinks he's he's well in. I'm uh, going to make a lot of money. Hands up. Um, and then of course, but again, this is the, the 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 sneakiness of the show. While all this is going on, Otto is aware that um, the Native American chap wants his money back, and he's thinking the only way to get it is to call in um, a hitman. A, a hitman. And the reason oh he wants a hitman is because he wants to have himself killed. So that his wife Audrey gets the insurance money, which will pay Man. the money back to the to the, the criminal whose, whose bail money she's got, and, and it, it comes it comes to a crescendo, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. In the, so, 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 so the last but one episode of the, of the series. The funniest um, thing is that the, the Native American Indians there, you know, the, the Red Indian is there, and he kills the hitman. <laughs> yeah. So they're all in the office, and the hitman blood everywhere, <laughs> and uh, the Native American guy's there with his own hitman. So the hitman rocks up to shoot the auto yeah. and pretend to break into the safe, which is empty. The native, uh, in, the native American chap has sussed out what's going on and the fact that the money's not there. Whimslow takes, yeah. <laughs> Whimslow takes Marius. He, <laughs> he walks in, the guy to shoot Otto and, and make out this robbery's happening, and the bloody and the the, the Native Stops American him. guy oh, is there, knife him. in the back of the head, Jesus. he's dead, and oh. then and then you're like, that's the end of that episode. Then, if I remember correctly, and you're like, yeah. this has all gone wrong. Yeah, and then obviously, what, what's his name turns up? Marius is there, Lance is there, Thingy turns up, um, and then Wimslow turns up from the back, takes Marius, yep. and they let him go, and he's like, what the fuck's going on? And Otto at this point is like, we're fucked. And then obviously his son turns up, uh, sorry, his his uh, grandson turns up the next day to clean it all up, doesn't he? Is yeah, that right? Um, yeah. Taylor, because uh, so he doesn't want, he does, he's, they've, got to dispatch, they've got to dispose of this body. So Taylor turns up, and, and obviously they decide the thingy, tidy, tidy it all up, clean up, and try and get rid of the body, because, you know, this is a family, and it, like, like with all these shows, you know, family is the most important thing, um, and it's, it's sort of constantly running through, the, the theme of the show is, is pretty much a family is the most important thing, even when uh, they're actually not your family, <laughs> you know, because he's, he's, he's doing everything to save his family in order to save his actual family. It's, um, yeah. it, it's very, very clever. And then, of course, we get to the final episode, which is um, he ends up, Marius ends up back in New York, sitting With the at the money. Table, yeah. looking to um, what we think is help uh, Vince, Vince take with down Mugaji which will allow him to get his money back that he's owed and re- allow Marius and Eddie to leave. But of course, Vince picks up on it. But that it is Marius running that final con to try and catch him out. Yep. 
And the beauty of this con is that Mukherjee is a part of the con, but doesn't even know it. He doesn't right. even yeah, know it. So, so apparently it's supposed to be the Turk. Porter's thinking they're doing the Turk, which is a, which is a big con, which has got a, a, a you know, a no moving variable. It just, it's basically a simple con to go and, you know, just take all the money, isn't it, out of this guy. Make him think something else and take it. But the guys, if, if it was the Turk, he's supposed to be in on it, Mukherjee. But because he's not... It doesn't make it that concept. Porter says that right at the end. There was too many moving variables or something. And he goes, oh, well, at least we won. But but basically what happens is at this point, he basically telegraphs everything. He predicts everything. Marius knows that Vince is going to pick up on it. And, you know, find out. But what... And they, they pick Mukherjee on purpose. Because I think Porter finds out or, or one of the... Who's the one that does the intelligence stuff? I can't remember. Is it Porter or, or is it uh, Marjorie? One of them p- finds out that Mukherjee is is a federal witness. Yeah, so that's right. Has an yeah. FBI agent on him all the fucking time. So if Vince kicks off, which he will, the FBI is going to be on Vince's case immediately. Shut him down. So he telegraphs all this. Yeah, because what you think is happening is that... Yeah. Um, is that the, the, Mukherjee is 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 um, is in on it, and he's got this guy with him who is is um, who's just his, his handler, you know, his minder, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And um, but of course, what you don't realise is he has no clue what's going on. He's been set up as much as Vince. Marius has, like you say, sort of made it so obvious that you'd have to be an idiot not to to realise that you're being tricked again. Um, knowing full well that as soon as Vince loses the plot, which he will. The FBI agent who is handling and keeping Mukherjee safe has got a gun on him. He's got his badge on him. He's got an alarm on him. So as soon as any shots are fired or any issues start, bang, he's got to protect protect Mukherjee. But of course, Vince has lost his head at this point because so he, he thinks he's in, he's in on the con. So he shoots, he shoots the FBI agent. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking mad. It all, it all kicks off. Um... Luckily, he's got a bulletproof vest on, so he shoots um, Vince in the knee, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Vince goes down, and and then and then and then we finally see all the moving parts mm. come into place for them all to to get what they wanted from the very first episode and the, the beginning of all this, which was money. Yeah, and they and they get not only the money that they wanted, but money for everybody. Money for the whole, for, for Eddie, for Carolina, for Marjorie. But how? Because one of the guys, which, whose name I don't know, the guy that helps them get into the safe the first time round in, in the, sh- the bail bond shop, and then he turns up as a paramedic this time to help um, Vince, you know, before, before the cops turn up, and he says to the, the FBI agent, go down, they're looking for you. And what he does is he chops Vince's <laughs> thumb off so that he can get into his safe and leaves yeah, the thumb got, there. <laughs> Vince has got a safe which you've got to put your thumb on to, to unlock. <laughs> so rather than drag Vince over to where the safe is, just he just goes in and chops his thumb off. And it's a great little bit of symmetry because uh, only a few episodes ago, Eddie, Eddie has having his, uh, his toe chopped off. That's and, how um, they make yeah. about six, seven hundred thousand or eight hundred thousand because there's like six, seven or eight of them. Yep. And they get a hundred grand each, don't they? There's a lot of money in that a lot safe. Of money. Whatever it is, there's million, a million, a million, million, because they end up yeah. taking a lot more. 
And uh, yeah, because he ends up giving money back to. He gives um, it all back. Marius goes back, yeah. so everybody splits up at this point. Carolina says to Eddie, "You come with me. I'll, I've got my money going into a casino. Uh, I'm going to be owning a little bit of a casino in in Vegas. You can be, um, you can help us pick cheats at the tables and deal for us." So Marius says to him, "Look, you know we need to split up. We, we can't keep doing this. You go, yeah." So he went then, and. Um, and then he's gone, and then Marius goes back to the family, and at this point he thinks he's caught out. He thinks they know that he's not Pete, but as it turns out, they're like, "What? What, what have you done with the money? This and that." And he throws all the money on the table, and then and then Arthur goes, "But why did you lie?" And the grandma goes, "Because he's one of us." Because like, they've all been <laughs> lying throughout the whole show. All of them have been lying to each other. Otto was going to get himself killed and exactly. um, and chasing the uh, Audrey. Audrey was doing this. Co- well, was getting conned, trying to help the family. Obviously, make money. Her her intentions were correct. You know, she was trying to she was trying to make more money for the family. But in the end, was getting conned and then started fucking pawning off everything and making basically she dug bigger bigger hole for herself julia is trying to help the families non non plus about everything until pete turns up lance obviously is totally fucked now he's done nothing and uh, taylor is just dumb isn't he he's a dumb cop <laughs> he's just stupid yeah, they, they, they are just a, a dysfunctional family of misfits who have through, just all tried to keep things from each other yeah, and it's, it's almost the perfect family for a um, a con man to get in into yeah. because and he just says all, he was a gambler. in some way they're all pretty much conning each other. Yeah, and all he says was that I had to go and meet this guy and play poker and uh, get get some debts put off and all that, and I won. And they said you lost, and he goes, and I, I won, won, yeah, and used the money, and, and he empties out all this money, and he goes, I best and leave course, now. <laughs> he spent he spent ten episodes convincing everybody that he is um, he's Pete. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> oh my god, the he's, ending! He's walking yeah. off, and he's thinking, "Happy days, everything's gone. Thanks very much. Say to that to everybody. Here's your money. Um, oh, gonna do this, gonna do him. that." And he's just about to go into the train station and leave, and bang, he's kidnapped again. Do you know what? When it happens, I was thinking, "It's Taylor again." I was thinking, "I don't understand this. I, what's going on?" Yeah. And there's these two people, and I'm not sure exactly who they are, but we they're don't like. Know. Yeah, you're Pete Murphy, and he's like, no, 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 I'm not. Of course, in his wallet, what's he got? Yeah, he's got all the fake stuff. Everything doesn't exist. Mm. He's had he's had all the um, computer files updated to show show that Marius Jovopovich is not his face. And they won. What do they want? They won like fifteen million dollars off his mother or something off Pete's mother. Basically, Uh, now what happens is you realise that Pete isn't as it's not as simple being Pete as he thought it was going to be. And now that he is the real Pete, that real Pete has done some serious shit. And now he's going to have to pay for taking over Pete's. So all of a sudden, from being Pete to con someone, he's landed himself in absolute big shit. And the second season promises to be amazing. Because I think he's going to have to go back to the family for help. (laughs) Well, that's the only thing he's going to have to do because he's going to have to stay, isn't he? Because by the sounds of it, he's got to find, find his mother because Pete seems to have... Well, Pete just seems to be not not this not the idiot that everyone thought he might have been at the start, and how he's portrayed mm. initially. Mm. He seems to have got himself into some real big shit, like you say, uh, to some big people. But it's, you know, it's, it's, his mother, I think, is is going to be the key to season two. So how he's going to con his mother or Pete's mother? Because if anyone will know, even after twenty years, 
you'd think your mother would know whether it's you or not. So, oh no, it, the mother. He, he, he's the mother's known him uh, as in Pete. They, 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 I think they've been together the whole time. So I don't think there's anything to. I think he's going to have to do. Yeah, leave the family, and maybe. Okay, so maybe I was wrong. Staying with the family, I think he's going to have to go find Pete's mom and take another. Become another person to Connor. It's going to be, it's gonna be odd. Oh, it's going to be odd. Because you can so see it funny. now. She's yeah. She's going to end up back at the farm, and they're going to be like, <laughs> "How is he, he going to manage to play?" <laughs> There's a, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's such a great show. I mean, to finish, we've just basically talked for an hour or fifty-five odd minutes on the whole plot lines, the story. There's so much more than this if you haven't seen it and you've listened to a spoil it all, but. There is so much more. When you watch it, there's loads more going on in terms of the story. I mean, in the end, the way he, he deals with Carly, pickpockets her again. Really cool. In <laughs> a really cool scene. <laughs> she tries to pickpocket him, he gets her back. Just loads of little things and relationships going on in there that we haven't even talked about. But I think... There's so much going on that, that yeah. you've got... It's so difficult, unless you sat down and went episode by episode... Um, there's just so much going on. You can only give a, a, an overview of, of it, and it's it's just one of those TV shows. I think that once you start watching it, you you'll want to watch it all in one go. You'll want to binge watch it, and um, and it's just a pity the season two is is not going to be out for a while. But yeah. it, it's just fantastic. It's really well written. The performances are fantastic, um, and it, like you say, there's loads of little bits and bobs going on, which yeah. which one we we can't talk about because it's just too much. Yeah, and two, which probably will be your favorite part of the series. You know, because that's that's exactly the way. That's the way a good TV show should be. To finish, I just want to talk about some of the characters. Um, Eddie Michael Jayer, Um, I think he played about eleven episodes in Mister Robot. I know a lot of people watched that. Um, Shane McRae, who was Taylor, um, he was in the following. He also in a couple of episodes of Nashville. Marin Island, uh, who was Julia, she was really good in this. Uh, best known for her appearances as a terrorist in Homeland, and the main man who should, we should talk about a little bit now um, before we go. Uh, Ribisi, Giovanni Ribisi, Sneaky Pete, uh, Marius, uh, Josipovic. Because obviously everyone keeps calling him Vich, and he keeps he keeps he keeps telling anyone no, Mara, just a poor Vic, doesn't he, in the show, which is funny. But um, this guy's never had a major major role, um, Jim. He's always the bit part player, like saving. I I saw him first in Saving Private Ryan. He's been in Ted. He's been in Avatar. Small roles in Entourage and Friends as well. Um, he's always the guy, the funny guy, or the comic, or maybe even sometimes a villain. Like Avatar was more negative, wasn't it? Um, but. Never had something around him, and I've always liked his work, always. And when I saw that this show was, he was in the lead. I think that's more than Brian Cranston. I think he attracted me to it, which is weird, because he's not a major name. But I think he will be now, won't he? I think so. He's like he's one of those character actors, isn't he? Which yeah. you know that if you see him in a film, you're like, oh, he's in this. Oh, that'll be good. He'll never, um, he'll never disappoint you, basically. No, no, you know what you're going to get. But, but this, this is like another level for him, I think. And um, it just shows that, you know, over recent years, the quality of TV series has sort of gone sort of through the roof, really. Um, and And big major actors are being drawn to TV as opposed to films um, with great storylines. Um, and a lot of money's being spent on TV shows, such as this one, you know, and you can tell in the production of it, it looks good. Um, and it just flows really, really well. And it's really well written. Uh, and the cast, yeah, everybody in, everybody in there is, um, is fantastic. You know, they, they all play their parts really, really well. Yeah. And yeah, but Giovanni Ribisi is hopefully now, you know, he'll be in a few more other things. Um, mainstream now he's mainstream. And, yeah. he, and he's perfect, isn't he for the role, mate? 
He's great for this. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't think of anyone better. Really, not having watched it with him in there, he's absolutely great. Just the way he just, it's just hilarious. He's just sort of exasperated all yeah. the time. I just hope it's he gets just... some appreciation for it now. You know, like as in he wins something for it. I don't know if he will mm. or not, but I think he was. Yeah, it was just. If you like, like we talked talked about in the in the, at the start of the show, if you like something uh, a little bit suspenseful, as in what's going to happen next, and uh, you know, oh, he's living a lie, identity type of theft. I think that's the key, identity theft, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you you will love it. So please do watch it. Any final words on this, dude? I just re- I just recommend it basically. Just make sure you give it a go. Watch it, however you watch it, whether you're on Amazon or however we watch TV nowadays. <laughs> yeah. um, we won't mention yeah. those on the podcast. No, but yeah, no, no, Amazon. No. However please. you watch TV today, it's on Amazon Prime as well. Um, watch it; it's great. Um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I, I really don't. No, and give it a chance if it's you're finding it a bit slow. I can't imagine you would. I, I watched the first four episodes again yesterday, and I flew through them. Um, please do. Um, stick with it because it, it is really really good so with that i just want to say a massive thank you to jim fishlock if you can please go listen to his latest show his and jace roberts latest show uh two guys on live bird i was on it too so you should listen and um, i'm sure they'll be doing much much more soon i'll be uh hounding them making sure they get on it in a couple of weeks maybe if i can this is a rarity to get jim on two shows in a week anyway but jim you were fantastic mate thank you so much for your help on this um, Cheers, mate. A pleasure. Real pleasure. Yeah, the two two um, guys in the Live Bird podcast was good. Um, if I do say so myself, um, <laughs> it was very, it was, Emery it was Jan very, was perfect, wasn't it? Yeah, and and it was perfect. Yeah, Emery Jan. Uh, who'd have thought it? Eh? Who'd have thought it? Fantastic. Who should you pick next time? <laughs> we'll, 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 might have to be Lovren. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, no. No, no, no. Okay, that's it. Make sure you listen to everything on the AI channel. Plenty are coming, uh, plenty more, sorry, coming soon. I think the Logan review uh, is coming next week uh, from the AI comic pods. So keep an eye on them. There might be something a bit horrific on the way soon, too. So keep an eye out for that. And that was On The Box. everyone i've been on the go recently phoenix kansas city chicago if you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home you have an airbnb hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle if you live in a big game town you can airbnb your place for fans to stay in your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.